Welcome to episode three of the NFLP, the Novice Football League podcast. Uh, we're super excited. The season started. This is amazing. So no more talk. We start to see actually what these teams can really deliver. And being being in Europe, a lot of the time the games happen overnight and then you see the result in the morning. So it's pretty cool to wake up and you see the scores and then you watch the highlights and you read about everything. Of course, I would like to stay up and watch it, but I have kids and uh, a young family. So I need my I need my sleep and they wake me up fairly early. So yeah, but it's a, it's a good way to do it. So you get to watch the highlights, see what happens. I predicted, if you listen to episode two, uh, I predicted that the Packers would win this one. I thought that they would, would come out kind of firing on all cylinders. Adam Rogers had a point to prove. I thought that they would take this, but actually it seems uh, the score was 10-3 to the Green Bay Packers. And it seems that it was uh, obviously a completely defensive a defensive game so defense won and um really rogers didn't um, particularly do a lot but actually in the highlights if you watch it i think he looked pretty looks pretty good but the I, as we as i kind of said and predicted the chicago bears defense is pretty amazing so they they sacked him a lot they stopped him um, a lot and you can see that the the running back Aaron Jones he he actually didn't really get to to make any impact on the game so luckily for me I took him out of my fantasy team just before the game before I went to bed last night because I just thought the Chicago Bears defense is going to absolutely stuff them um, and he's not going to run much so I was kind of torn I was like oh what if he has a good game anyway I took him out of my fantasy team I woke up this morning, I looked at the scores before, so I looked at the fantasy scores before I looked at the scores, because it's a good indication of, okay, how many points did this guy score? And it's something like 3.9, which is very low, because the prediction was nine, uh, 9 points. So I'm glad, I was initially glad I took him out of my team, because it means that I still have uh, the possibility of a, of a win and getting my matchup this week. I took him out, but when I saw that score, I, I saw, okay, well, there, there wasn't much action then on the on the offense, so they wouldn't have made much of an impact. And then I saw, thought it must have been a low-scoring game. Looked, yep, yeah, it was 10-3. So actually, obviously, it's just highlights, so I haven't seen the full game yet. But um, I, I thought, even though the... You know, even though it was a low-scoring game, I, I think it was. I think both teams actually seemed pretty, pretty good. So, first game of the first game of the season, it was basically both defenses looked pretty, pretty strong, and that was what the talk was in the off-season that Green Bay had really, really strengthened their defense, and obviously Chicago Bears was the best defense last year, so it was a defensive game, and then I don't think either offense could really get get going. Um, then it came down to some accuracy issues and some issues for Mitch Trubisky, which was what we said in the in the build up to this. We said that that would be the Achilles heel probably for the Chicago Bears, and apparently he'd been working on this stuff all off season. You know, actually, I think he looks he, he's he looks in parts he looks very good like he's super fast very athletic guy looks the part he makes some some throws really zips the ball to people uh, i find um but the accuracy is an issue and this came up right at the end they were they were going down the field there was less than two minutes to go in the game and he threw um threw an interception in the end zone and it was actually picked up by the the green bay packers safety who used to be a bears player called adrian amos um now with that interception obviously with two less than two minutes to go 
if they'd actually scored that touchdown, converted the extra point, then it would have been 10-10. The, the Packers got the ball back, Simon Ford, but then the Bears actually got it back at 1 minute 33 on the clock. And then Trubisky had another chance to get down the field and score a touchdown, but it didn't. So I think that's basically... a lot. Lots of people actually said that in these clutch situations, he's actually been pretty good in some games. I think there was a playoff game last season where he was actually... He really took the mantle and drove the team down and and scored a, scored a touchdown and actually got them through a playoff game. Um, but yeah, last night it didn't work out. And yeah, th- scoring three points is really not a good showing for the Bears and there were, when there was so much optimism around. But it's the first game, the first game of the season. I think you can't really be too hard, too hard on the field. I think it was a very tight, tight performance. Um, probably could have gone either way. And... Yeah, the Packers get away with the get away with a win. So it seems like uh yeah, a good uh, it's obviously a good start to them. I think if you win in any way in that first game of the season, it, it starts putting in a bit of confidence. Matt Nagy, the Bears coach was was very annoyed in the press conference afterwards. Said things like three points is ridiculous. Yeah, obviously it's unacceptable. It starts with me. We're going to fix it. Our guys know that. So he was clearly frustrated and, and understandably so when he scored three points at home the first day of the season. Everyone's super optimistic. The fans, the whole of the eyes of the NFL because it was a 100-year celebration. Uh, everyone was in Chicago for it. All the fans were excited. The fans were all talking about the Super Bowl. And then you start off by scoring three points and losing 10-3. Um, they lost the first game of last season, but it was a totally different different style. It was really, it was a very attacking game, both sides. It was like one of the best games I've seen. Like Rogers got really injured and was hobbling around and just did some unbelievable stuff to to win the game when it looked like the Bears were going to win, and then the Packers took it. So yeah, it's this shouldn't get too too down about it. It's the first game of the season, but of course they would have loved to have started with a win. So. That didn't happen, but hey, that's life. Takeaways. The the kicker for the Chicago Bears. There's been so much talk about their kicker. They they've had major issues. It's been like uh, something I think for the, for many many years in Chicago. They couldn't find a kicker. Um, who really they can rely on. Last season, they actually lost in the playoffs because their kicker missed um, a last-minute opportunity to win the game. They have this new kicker, Eddie Pinheiro, and actually he kicked a field goal to put them 3-0 up um, in the game last night, and the whole Soldier Field, the stadium where the Chicago Bears play, just completely erupted. It's like a real uh, a real triumph for them to have a kicker that they can rely on, but still, it wasn't a a clutch situation as they say so let's see how eddie i hope he it's got to be one of the toughest toughest jobs in the world this kicker because you're expected to literally be perfect which is impossible so the fans expect that every time you come on the field you're going to hit the ball um and score uh, every single time so you imagine the the psychology that this takes and the and the mental fortitude to to sit there on the sidelines the whole game and just to have the mental strength to come on have like 50 60,000 people or however many it is uh, watching you in the stadium have your whole team looking at you saying okay this better go over this has to win the game and have to, to have that mental resilience to actually get it right in that moment because if you don't you are you're literally dropped. You're usually cut. Um, 
and your livelihood's gone, right? I mean, usually, okay, a team might take you and then you have to really build up your confidence again and again. But of course, people miss kicks, but you, you really have to be pretty much perfect to keep your job. Uh, so it's one of, I would think it's one of the, the toughest jobs in, in the world, to be honest. Well, you know, in first in the first world, let's say. Yeah, and then, so that was uh, that was something of note. I think Khalil Mack look, looked very good as well, which was a good sign for the Bears. And for the, the Packers, I mean, I mean having the defense uh, being really, uh, really good. The kicker, Mason Crosby, who actually missed a couple of important kicks last season, um, did uh, did a solid job. Um, and then Jimmy Graham also scored the touchdown, which uh, Jimmy Graham, lots of people have written off. He's their tight end. And I think Rogers always, uh, Rogers really likes having a reliable veteran that he can throw to there um, in that tight end position. So, yeah, I think that's a, a good sign for them if he can stay fit because, I mean, he's one of the... the He's been around for a long time, and he's a veteran with a great career. And yeah, it could be a good uh, a good weapon for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I mean, it's probably good for Matt Lafleur to to have his uh, have a win under his belt already, because I think there is also a lot of pressure on on him. He's the the new head coach in his first uh, head coaching job, and he's the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. And lots of people uh, have been questioning whether he's going to be good enough to work with Aaron Rodgers, things like this. So I I think even though the offense and he's the offensive guy, right? There is a more veteran coach looking after the um, the defense which kind of won the game but I think as the head coach even though the offense didn't really win the game um, just to have that win under your belt and to be able to relax and take a deep breath I think is a is a great is a great thing for for Matt LaFleur yeah I think that about wraps up the the game there and we'll move on to predictions for the uh, for the rest of the games this weekend predictions Packers versus Bears done. Predicted the Green Bay Packers to win that one. Next game on Sunday is the Redskins versus the Eagles. I'm going to predict the Eagles there. I think, as I said in the the, the review podcast that uh, I did a couple of days ago, the the Redskins just just have too many issues. I think they're all over the place at the moment. I really don't predict a lot from them. Probably one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, And the Eagles... Polar opposite, everything seems to be working. One of the best rosters in the NFL, and I, I just think they'll be far too strong. So predict the Eagles there. Next game, Jags versus the Chiefs. So the Jags, uh, Jags are a bit of an unknown quantity this year. They they usually have a good defense. They have Nick Foles to say the the new quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback from the Eagles, but they're playing the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, for me, are the Super Bowl winners. To be honest, I think they will. I think they will get to the um, AFC Championship against the Patriots, and I think they will win. And I think they will go to the Super Bowl, and I think they'll win the Super Bowl. So that's my prediction. And I think Mahomes will just come out and will just absolutely love this game, and will will really have a great performance. Um, so I'm going for the Chiefs. Then Vikings versus the Falcons. This is a this is a tough one to call. Actually, I have a big question mark around around this game. Vikings, yeah, I think they have a uh, have a lot of uh, a, a lot of good pieces, and they are flying under the radar. As I said, lots of people, lots of people think um, aren't really sure if they'll do much this season. 
but they have, you know, I, I like Kirk Cousins, they have Stefan Diggs, they have Adam Thielen, two of the best wide receivers. They have, actually, I didn't mention this in the review, but they have a great running back in Dalvin Cook. I've not really seen too much of him because I think he's he was uh, injured the whole of last season, and the, the season before was pretty much where, or the season before that was, I think the season before was where he pretty much made his name as a good running back. People say that he's looking good in the, in the off-seasons. He seems to be a lot fitter. And then he played a game in the preseason, and he actually uh, scored a like 85-yard touchdown. So people are very excited. They have a fairly good the, uh, good defense as well. Then the Falcons, I said, I've had my issues with the Falcons. I really haven't seen them play very well in the last couple of years. So I'm torn. I'm torn between the Falcons and the Vikings here. I, I might go for, in this one, I'm going to... I'll go for the Vikings. Yeah, I'll go for the Vikings on that one. But it, but it's a, it's a tough one to call. Moving on to the Browns versus the Titans. So the Browns kind of my team, as I said in the last podcast. But um, this is because I, I chose them because they were the when I started following uh, the NFL, they were the worst team. They lost sixteen games in the season, hadn't won any, and I said, okay, I'll follow the worst team. Um, there and uh, and then they drafted Baker Mayfield, who I think is great. I really love uh, Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. And then they have Odell Beckham Jr., great wide receiver. I think Jarvis Landry is also very good, and they are best friends, so the chemistry is going to work well there. I think David Njoku is a good tight end as well. They have really good running back in Nick Chubb. The defense as well with Miles Garrett and and some other people, really really good. So Browns versus the Titans. I really um, don't think we'll see too much from the Titans this season. So I'm going to go for the Browns there. Then next game, Jets versus the Bills. Another tough one. So I have like three question marks on some of these games. Um, I'm the most difficult to call. I'm going to go here for the Jets because I really think that they're going to come out of the, the gates pretty fast. Because Sam Darnold, second year quarterback, I think is really good. And I'm very excited, uh, very excited to see Le'Veon Bell play. He was really tearing up the league before I kind of started watching it. And then I didn't see him last year because he sat out in order to leave the Steelers and get a new contract somewhere else. But he was supposed to be a total game changer in that position. So I'm very excited to see to see Le'Veon Bell play. I'm going to go for the Jets, but I do th- expect some things from the Bills this season. So uh, I, th- I said in the review podcast that I really like, I think the quarterback is actually, he's underrated and I think he's actually very good. He's good at, uh, he's got a good arm, needs to improve accuracy, and he's a very good athlete, can run. He got a lot of uh, yards running last season. So... I really like, uh, and I, I like some of their draft picks, and uh, the defense uh, looks like it's a bit stronger this year. So I'm going to go for the Jets, but uh, the Bills could also cause a, cause an upset there. Then, um, Dolphins versus Ravens. Here, it's a pretty easy one for me. I'm going to choose the Ravens. I have, um, in my fantasy team, I put in Lamar Jackson as the quarterback. I chose two quarterbacks in the fantasy league. I chose Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. I'm putting Lamar in because Dolphins, in my opinion, are the worst team in the NFL. And I think Lamar will be able to get a lot of yards running. He's super fast and he's like, he's he's really like, like jelly when people try to tackle him. He's so bendy and jumps over people, runs around people. People are just like, it's like he, he has oil on his legs or something because he just always tries to, manages to get through people's grips when they try to tackle him. So I think he, again, he... 
he's someone with uh, not the best arm, and I think it's down to accuracy again for throwing. But if he can put some throws together and he can uh, can run a lot of yards, I think that they will win very very comfortably. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's a, definitely the Ravens for me, and that's also why I put him in my fantasy team for this week. I think I'm expecting some big points from Lamar in this game. Then we've got the Seahawks versus the Bengals. So the the Seahawks in, in this one are my choice. Uh, I love Russell Wilson. Can't look beyond Russell Wilson in this one. Um, when you look against Andy Dalton, I mean, Bengals really, for, for me, they only have one very good player in uh, Joe Mixon, the running back. But the running back on their own can't really make a huge difference. And I think the Seahawks just have a, a very good quietly put together a very good team there so uh, i'm expecting big things from the seahawks this season and i'm going to go for them to to get off with a win then cowboys versus giants for me this is uh this is the cowboys easy um again i'm putting the giants one of the worst and the bengals also i would say one of the worst teams in the nfl and especially uh, up against the cowboys who i think are one of the best teams in the nfl so now they have zeke back as well um, they've got all of their great play- Their roster looks amazing. They have all of their great players back, and I'm expecting the Cowboys. Actually, I took out um, Aaron Jones when I said I took him out of the green my uh, fantasy team. I actually put in he was in the flex position, and I actually put in uh, I put in Michael Gallup, who's a wide receiver, probably wide receiver two. So he's like the second wide receiver there. Amari Cooper is the first one for the Cowboys, and then Michael Gallup is the second. So I've put Michael Gallup in because I do expect him to score a touchdown in this game because Dak Prescott likes to throw to him. So uh, Cowboys to win. Yeah, and if you want to know a bit more about how this fantasy football works and things like this, I'll sort of talk to you a bit about it uh, during the season and then... What I aim to do is create a league next season and then I can kind of like help people to to get into it and understand it. As I did last season, I didn't really understand too much about it, but joined in. And um, yeah, and I think it's a great way to get to know about the NFL and and get to know uh, a lot more about it. And it's good fun. So yeah, next is the the books versus the 49ers. For me, it's the 49ers to win there. Um, I don't rate the books at all. Um, I think that they're a lower quartile team. So one of the worst teams in in the NFL. I'm interested to see what Bruce Arians does with Jameis Winston and see if he can get that offense ticking. But for me, the 49ers are too strong. I think they have uh, have too much there. So I'm going to predict a win for them. Then we have the Cardinals and the Lions. This is actually probably uh, going to be a close game because Cardinals, you have uh, you have the new head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. You have the, the new rookie quarterback in Kyler Murray. Um, the Lions, second year head coach, Matt Patricia, who came from the Patriots. Um, you have a veteran quarterback. But for me, I'm going for the Cardinals to win this one. I think that Kyler Murray will just be really dynamic and I think that Cliff Kingsbury they'll put in some uh, some plays that they've basically been keeping their cards really close to their chest so they've been they've not been showing any of the plays that they want to do. They've been keeping everything very secret. They want to they want to just launch everything on the first day of the season so I'm expecting that there's some really exciting things that we haven't seen and I, I hope this is the case and anyway I just think that Murray even though the rest of the team is not very good for the Arizona Cardinals I just think that, that Murray will do some great things and just make some points and I think he will he has this uh, just grit to win I think um, it's it's important for him to really get off to a good start and I think he's going to then we have the Pats versus the Steelers actually another tough game to call but I'm going to go for the Steelers here in this one yeah I think the the Pats are, are usually notoriously kind of slow starters um, in the last couple of years 
But yeah, I think the Steelers, I just there's something about them. I just really like them this season. Now they've got rid of Antonio Brown and they have a bit more of a harmonious dressing room. I really like Juju Smith-Schuster, their main wide receiver, Roethlisberger. Even though I said, doesn't seem like the, the nicest guy or the, the best person uh, to work with if you're kind of in that team. But I think, uh, well, uh, he's he's you've got to respect him as a quarterback for what he's done over the over the years in the NFL. Obviously, the Pats are just a fantastic team and they have the best coach. They have the best quarterback of all time. But yeah, I'm going for the Steelers because I really like their defense. I really like this uh, Devin Bush who they drafted. Um, in the defense and um, I think he will have an immediate impact and then I, I think that Ben Roethlisberger will be throwing that to Juju Smith-Schuster to James Washington and I think he'll be throwing it all over the park and I think they'll they'll win then the Saints versus the Texans now um, here I'm going to go for the Saints I think uh, Drew Brees and um, Michael Thomas that combination is just too strong. I think Drew Brees will will be throwing a lot to Michael Thomas and will get some great success. And then you also have Alvin Kamara on uh, who will will probably score a touchdown. And Cam Jordan on the defense will will stop the the Texans as well. I think and the rest. But but Cam Jordan will organize that defense and and will get some get some stops there. But I just think I'm quite I like the Texans a lot, but I just think it's going to take them a bit of time to gel because they just got their new left tackle to protect Deshaun Watson, and I think um, maybe it will take a few weeks to to get that team working together because you also have Jadavian Clowney just left. So I think this was a shock on the the defense because even um, JJ Watt, the main guy on the defense, was like, "Oh great, I lost my." Uh, main guy to help me with the with getting to the quarterback so i think it's just going to take a few weeks for the texans to to find their feet and starting against the saints isn't exactly the easiest start they're one of the best teams in the nfl so i'm going to predict the saints for that then raiders versus broncos now i love the raiders really uh, have the soft spot for them as i said in the review but I'm going to go for the Broncos in this game, even though with a, a question mark, I'm going to go for the Broncos. And that's because of the the Antonio Brown situation that's going on in the background. You probably heard or read about it, um, but this thing's been going on all offseason with Antonio Brown. First, uh, he burned his feet in the cryogenic chamber. Then he had this saga with his helmet and didn't want to wear an approved helmet within the NFL. And now he's had a verbal altercation that almost turned physical with the general manager of Ra the Raiders because he was fined um, by the team for missing practices. Then, um, when they were discussing it basically it seems like the that they had a the general manager mike mayock went to talk to him about it while on the practice field uh because he posted an instagram picture basically um like of the fine and saying you know you're all against me da 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 really kind of ridiculous stuff and then the general manager spoke to him about it and apparently he just lost his mind and just uh, lost his head and started going crazy the general manager to the point where all the apparently the the captains of the team and all the main players have visited the general manager and the coach and said hey like this is this was very unprofessional behavior and we're behind you whatever action even though we like this guy even if you want to you know whatever action you choose to take we fully back you so Again, I just think this guy just creates, even though he's one of the best wide receivers in the game, he just creates too much drama. You can't build a team around this because if you let these things slide, then other people start to say, oh, well, 
you know it's one rule for one person and another rule for everyone else so when you're team building this is just it's just unacceptable and clearly he doesn't care about these things he he cares about himself he cares about his brand how he's looking well he clearly doesn't, probably doesn't know where about he's looking but it's more about brand antonio brown and making money for himself and rather than um the team so and i think this is why the this the steelers are probably in a better position this year and now they've got rid of this drama you, you just don't need it all the time so that's why i'm gonna go for the broncos there i think this sort of drama in the background isn't uh, isn't so good and i think cutting uh keelan doss uh, who yeah he's a he's a, he was an undrafted rookie i think um he, but his attitude was so great and like he really wanted to he he's from uh the oakland area grew up an oakland fan great attitude working hard there all the time like cutting people like this who people love and then having people like antonio brown in your team obviously the class difference is massive but you know this guy could also be there one day right so cutting people like him and then he got signed then by the jacksonville jaguars straight away within an hour or something and then having people like antonio brown it's just not good for your culture and as mike lombardi uh, says in his podcast or in his books culture eats strategy for breakfast I mean, he got that from a business guy, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure I've read that before in some business books. <laughs> but it's true. And um, yeah, and I think when you... And Mike Mayock obviously sees this and, and isn't putting up with this stuff from Antonio Brown. If this this saga really distracts you from, from what you need to do. So yeah, I'm going to go for the Broncos because they've just been quiet. They uh, have Vic Fangio now as their head coach. And... I think they're they're going to be strong on the defense, and I think they'll stop the Raiders from from scoring too many. And then I think Joe Flacco's experience will probably just grab a grab a win for them there. So that's the end of the end of the podcast, and it's been great to share my thoughts with you. Hopefully, you enjoy it. If you wanna wanna send us a message, then you can contact us on Twitter. It's at NFLP8. Uh, you can also find us now on Stitcher, TuneIn. Um, we're trying to get listed on Apple Podcast and soon probably on Google Podcasts as well. Um, and you can email us at noviceflp at gmail.com. And we'll speak to you soon.